And that means that everything you ever desired can't even be appreciated. You can't even enjoy it because your nervous system isn't willing to sit still long enough to experience it. Hello, sweet friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here and I just finished recording something that I was prompted to record in one of my recent hypnotherapy sessions. So I did four sessions with a hypnotherapist, a friend of mine. I will link her in the description. I'm not sure if she's taking any new clients right now, but um, she and I had sessions. And in this last, this final session, basically the intention is to help me, to teach me to hypnotize myself. And really in my perspective, um, this is just my like, you know, it's not like a really well thought out or technical description of what hypnotherapy really is. But like on surface level, just like what I'm taking it as is hypnotherapy is basically your own ability to switch emotional states into a state of receptivity, into a state of rest and digest, basically shutting off the um, sympathetic nervous system, switching over into parasympathetic. So you're calm, you're collected, you're centered, and you're in this state of receptivity, receptivity to new ideas, to suggestions from yourself, and you're able to kind of reprogram your subconscious mind. Now, what I feel after doing these four sessions of kind of like diving deeper into hypnotherapy with her is that I realize that I have been hypnotizing myself for the last eight years and you maybe have been too. So what I mean by that is like eight years ago, I sort of like had this awakening. I had this emotional, I don't even know how else to call it, consciousness awakening that was brought on by a really dark time in my life. If you don't know the story, basically, um, I was in my early 20s, like many you know, early 20-somethings, I was searching for purpose. And I applied to be on a show. I went on The Bachelor. I got sent home the first night. I was really disappointed. There's a long list of reasons why I was disappointed. It had nothing to do with finding love. It was about, you know, finding purpose, finding um, opportunity. I had packed bags for 10 weeks of a, of a vacation, and um, I didn't get to go on that vacation. I had to come home the next day. So, Anyway, that brought me to a dark place because I was 20-something, I was still bartending, and I just knew I had so much to give, and I had so much to experience, and I had such a light inside of me, I just didn't know what the hell to do with it, and I also was, you know, falling into a lot of really unhealthy patterns because of that. Because I believe, from my own experience and from others, that when we aren't fully expressing ourselves, when we aren't using our gifts, when we aren't using our creative abilities, when we aren't fully like shining our light, then we're doing the opposite. We're self-destructing because we know, a part of us knows that we have more to give. That that phrase like there's got to be more to life, that is what it feels like when you're just going through the motions of your life. And this is a spectrum, I think, but I do think that there's like this awakening where you realize it and then you go, holy shit, I got to do something. Something's got to give, something's got to change. And that's when sometimes, you know, we make a big shift in life. Maybe that's when you either end or start a relationship or end or start a new career. Um, maybe you, 
you know, end a, an addiction or you try to, or you really get your health in, in it, that becomes a priority, your health becomes a priority. And for me, it was, it was really all of those things. I quit my job as a bartender. I um, kind of declined an offer from my dad to go into business with him, running a restaurant, the one I was working at. And I started to become a full-time artist and I was just painting all the time. And I also went through a whole like, you know, oh my God, I don't even know what to call it. Well, I do know what to call it. I named my book after it, Coming Clean. I stopped eating junk food and I stopped torturing my body by starving it and then binging and then running on treadmill. And I stopped using my body in that way and neglecting my body in that way. And I started nourishing it and I started learning how to nourish it. I listened to like 10 podcasts a day, no joke. I'd wake up, put my headphones in and I'd, I'd listen all day long because I just knew I needed new thoughts. I needed new information. And that is what really started me on this path of like, okay, I, I came to this dark breaking point where I was bartending. I got sent home from this show. I was doing drugs. I was, you know, I was doing things to stay awake. And then I was doing things to fall asleep at night. And I was just really hurting myself because I wasn't being true and honest that I was living a life that was not authentic to me. So when I finally made that decision to quit my job as a bartender and to fully dive into whatever, you know, my creativity was calling me to do at the time, which was just painting anything, um, I started to realize the programming in my mind. And I realized that it was really negative, really, really negative. Like it was, if I were to have to write it out on paper, that's when you really know. Because a lot of times we just say things in our head, but we're like, nobody has to hear it except for us. So we don't even recognize it sometimes. That's when you're asleep. But if you become awake and you go, I don't like the way I feel. Well, why don't you like the way you feel about your body, about your life, about yourself, about your abilities, about all things? Well, because you're telling a story in your head and your story is coming from this programming that's, you know, basically can go all the way back to when you're in your mother's womb and whether or not she was stressed and what she ate. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that can go into this. And then anything that you experience as a child, your nervous system is, is programmed and your mind is programmed. And some of that is done on purpose, some of it's done on accident, but either way, it's there. So we have this programming in our mind, and it is running on autopilot, basically saying the same thing over and over again, all day long, every single day, and there's science to show this, and Joe Dispenza talks about this, where 95% of your thoughts you think today are the same as you thought yesterday. So you're living the same reality, and you're going on the same path, it's taking you in one direction, and you could if you sat back and you thought, where is this taking me? You could figure it out. And it's either something you really like or something you don't like. And I realized in that time of my life, my path was taking me somewhere I didn't like. I was going to end up, you know, I, I really didn't think I was going to survive because I was being so self-destructive. I was not going in a good direction physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, and when I started to pay close attention to my thoughts, I realized, holy shit, I am so mean to myself and I am picking myself apart and I'm waiting for other people to do that to me because that's all I hear in my brain. So when you have this story that I hate my body or I hate my thighs or my boobs or my butt or, oh, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb or I'm always late to everything or what an idiot or I'm not, I can't do that or whatever it is, like 
it's crazy how we talk to ourselves. And if you want to dive further into that specifically, like language and what you, what you say out loud and in your head, Marissa Peer is a great person to look into for this. Um, she just talks about, you know, how powerful our our words are when we say things out loud. We'll say such dramatic phrases that we don't actually mean. <laughs> like, I'd rather die than go on a date with that person. Well, not actually. Not actually. Um, or this, you know, the, the grocery store was a nightmare, or this is a disaster, or, you know, whatever, I'm devastated. These words are so dramatic, and they create a reaction in our body. Because when you think a thought, you have a feeling about that thought, which, you know, creates this chemical response in the body. And it tells the nervous system whether or not you're safe. And oftentimes, so many of us are telling a story that makes us feel not safe, not loved, not enough. So when I look back on my life and I see, I say eight years ago, I don't even know exactly eight years, but when this all started, I really paid close attention and then I realized, okay, this is going to take time. Like this is going to take a shitload of time and effort because it took my whole life to make these thoughts and to create really in the brain neural pathways. So these neural pathways are like deep grooves. And they're, if you think of it like um, skiing down a mountain, there are these grooves that everyone keeps skiing down. You know, you, you, let's just say you, you keep skiing down the same groove with your skis every single day. So it's really deep and it's really easy to fall into. Now to go and create a new one takes effort. So you're like, oh, there's fresh snow over here. It's whatever, harder. And it's not like a groove that you can just fall into. And so to get that fresh snow, I mean, you can get that fresh snow by just pure effort, which is a lot of, you know, what what many of us do is just like, okay, I just got to really pay close attention to my thoughts and try to create new pathways. But there are so many tools that I've found that actually help this. And I'm not here to recommend them to you or prescribe them to you. I am not a doctor. I, a lot of this stuff, some of this stuff is illegal, certain places. <laughs> but you've heard me talk about it before and you're probably hearing a lot of other people talk about it now too. Um, one is psilocybin mushrooms or other um, plant medicines or other psychedelics used in a very intentional way. Um, and when I say intentional way, I mean, do the research. There are clinical ways of doing this where in certain states you can go actually sit with someone, sit with a, a, a sitter, um, essentially like a, not a therapist, but like a person who will sit with you. And it's a very ceremonial and therapeutic setting of like, we're not at a party, <laughs> you know, we're not going to party with drugs. We're going inward to put down a fresh coat of snow to really allow yourself to become someone new. Uh, Michael Pollan talks about this in his book. Um, what is the book called? I can't remember it. It's, I didn't actually read it. I, I listened to a podcast where he talked about it. Um, something about changing, you can change your mind or, or change your mind or something like that. Talking about psychedelics. And I think that that has probably been one of the most powerful things I've done for myself but I've only done that t literally twice, like in that, in that way, I've done that only twice in my life. And it's been so powerful. And it was, that was over a decade, um, once like eight years ago, and then once like a year ago. So it's not something you have to do all the time. Although there's a lot of, um, people that are exploring, um, microdosing mushrooms and maybe you're one of those people, or maybe you know someone who is, and that's interesting to me. 
I'm curious about that and would love to explore that more in the future. But until then, and without that, okay, like just let's just say you don't have access to this. Maybe you don't really want to do anything that I just mentioned. This is where um, mindfulness and meditation come in. And you could even say hypnotherapy. But essentially, it's just focusing your attention and bringing yourself into a calm and rested state, like getting yourself out of sympathetic nervous system, getting yourself out of fight or flight. (laughs) And the last few weeks, I've noticed like, holy shit, myself included. And I I think that's actually really interesting to, to look at. Because my lifestyle is so simple and so slow compared to basically everyone else that I know. I don't have a job that I have to go to. Neither does my partner. So he and I both are just slow moving, like at home. We rarely make plans. If we do, it's very intentional. It's not for like long periods of time. Um, We don't have a lot going on and we don't have a lot pulling on us because we live really simply and we have really low overhead costs so we don't have to like hustle and make a ton of money. And yet, with that being said, I find myself waking up in the morning feeling like I've got to hustle, I've got to grind, and I have to like program that still out of myself because that program is still there. So I'm realizing it in myself and then I look at well everyone else it's it's so common another thing Joe Dispenza talks about to be addicted to stress hormones because that is comfortable and i i mean comfortable just because it's familiar right of course you might feel actually anxious stressed um reactive jittery overwhelmed all these negative emotions but you are so used to feeling those things that it's more comfortable to be in that state than it is to slow down, take a deep, full, expansive belly breath, and simply be here now. It's pretty fucking crazy. So the reason I'm sharing all of this with you, <laughs> literally, I'm. this was an impromptu conversation because I sat down to record what I was prompted to record from this hypnotherapist. And what it is, is basically, you. she calls it a suggestion for my subconscious mind. You could also call it a mantra, um, an affirmation, uh, a phrase. It's basically me telling myself in an audio recording, which I put to music, like calming, relaxing music as if I'm recording a guided meditation for myself and I'm just reminding myself to slow down to release my old programming of resistance aka stress tension closed heart closed mind clenching tightening and to release that so that I can open myself up to receive all that I desire, which doesn't have to be future stuff. Although I did work with her on desires that I have, like a home and um, our puppy and land and this feeling of financial abundance so we don't feel like we have to hustle and grind. But I recognize now that it's much less about having money in your bank account and it's actually much more about you training yourself, me training myself to actually feel 
calm and centered now. (laughs) Because if we don't train ourselves to feel that now, we either won't get what we desire, we'll just stay in this hustle and grind and we, we won't make the creative break, breakthroughs that we need to make in order to, to make more money and, and have that actual financial abundance. Or we will get the financial abundance because we grind so fucking hard. We hustle and we work hard and we're great at that. And you'll have it in your bank account. You might even have the house and the clothes and the car and the kids and the puppy or whatever it is that you want and you're gonna still be looking for more I don't know about you but I don't want to be that I do not want to be that person because that is a sickness and that means that everything you ever desired can't even be appreciated you can't even enjoy it because your nervous system isn't willing to sit still long enough to experience it so I'm training myself now and this is something I would love to explore further with you and with more women just to help ourselves come back to this place more often because it's becoming more and more clear to me that this is really what we're after yes I do really actually desire a different home a different home environment and more travel and all these things But really, what I desire is the feeling of being at ease and calm and soft and open and loving here and now because this is my life and I know that. So I am training myself and I have been training myself for years and I continue to do so because that's so important to me. And what I'm recognizing is it's really the most important thing to all of us because that is your life. How you feel in your body, in your nervous system is your life. So whatever you take from this, let it be inspiring so that you can continue on the path I know that you're already on to continue programming yourself to think better thoughts, to open yourself up instead of closing to maybe even create a practice of listening to something, even if it's one of my guided meditations on YouTube or someone else's. Sarah Blondin is a favorite of mine. I might be creating more meditations um, this winter. Something, find something that you love, even if it's just a song. And make a practice of putting that in your headphones like every morning maybe every afternoon, maybe as a transition between work and relaxation or wherever you need it the most and and just staple that there, like pin it there, like make that a priority for yourself because I'm telling you and I'm telling me (laughs) that is number one. Like it is number one because everything else flows more smoothly if we are in that state of openness and receptivity and relaxation and, and being centered rather than frantic. So if you want to continue this conversation with me, send me a message. If you have questions about this, send me a message. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me through my website, I believe. Um, yeah, I have a brand new website to you guys. My lovely partner, Dalton. I say partner because, you know, 
we I, we have rings and we're not technically married, but I love him. He's my husband. Um, <laughs> he's just my everything. Not my everything. You know, I have, I have friends and family and he's, he's just, he's a lot to me anyway. Okay, Kylie. <laughs> I don't have to explain it, but sometimes it's confusing if there's not like a specific word to say. Anyway, he made my website. He always makes my website, but he gave me a, a new like fresh makeover website. I love it. I'm, we're still tweaking it, so it's not done yet, but you can still kind of explore it a bit. Um, I also just, you guys, had a highest self painting um, delivered today to Samantha Skelly. I might record a whole separate episode about highest self paintings, um, but you can see that on my Instagram story, um, and I'm going to post the reveal of that soon on my actual page. Like I have a, a reel made, made for the reveal of it. But yeah, I am just excited to kind of in uh, welcome in this next chapter of life, this new year, and also this new season of winter because it's still technically fall until the 21st of December. And I feel that winter helps me come inward and it ushers us all inward and it invites us to slow down. So that is our invitation today. And last thing I want to say is if you haven't already, you might want to go grab a 2023 calendar with my art in it. Every month has a new painting and a new inspirational quote. All of my highest self paintings are in there and I'm just really excited to use this as an anchor for remembering um, to come back to our hearts and to really stay intentional in every single day so you can use the calendar it's on my site um yeah you can just use it as an anchor to come back home to your heart and uh, keep being true to yourself and really just use this next year as a continuation of all the beautiful expansion that you're already doing so sending <coughs> excuse me <laughs> sending you so much love let's take a deep belly breath in fully filling the lungs open up through the heart space open up through the throat the front of the neck drop the belly relax the face open through the arms spread the fingertips wide like starfish lifting the chin towards the sky fill up fill up fill up and exhale let it go <sighs> talk to you next time <laughs>